welcome you back to another episode of Inside Boxing Live. We have a busy fight weekend coming up. Arthur Betterbiev is back in action against Callum Smith. We have some news out of Japan. The monster may have an opponent. And of course, uh, some news at 140 would not be a weekend or a week in the boxing world without news uh, from the 140 uh, pound division. Chris, how are you, my friend? How's everything going? Excellent, excellent, excellent. I'm uh, I'm excited for this weekend, man. We got uh, I feel like we got like a big a big fight back. First first real big one from 2024. Last weekend was <clears throat> a know, warm up. It was like a an lot appetizer. Of drama, a lot of drama, but not a not a not a great big fight. I think this weekend feels like a big fight. Last week was the appetizer. It was warming up a little bit. We got the Barroso win. We got some drama. And then this weekend we get uh, a pound for pound guy, a, a undefeated champion, Arthur Betterbeev, an aging. Arthur Betterbeev. Before we get to Arthur Betterbeev, I have to talk to you about our new partners here at Inside Boxing Live. It's Factor. Factor Meals. Yeah. You ready for the I new like year, Chris? I'm ready for the new year. Chris loves Factor Meals because they're ready to eat uh, meals that are delivered right to your door. It takes the stress out of meal planning and it sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores for the prep work, cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. Uh, they have over 35 meals to choose from per week. So you can get the keto, the calorie smart, the vegan, the veggie. I got to get myself a gluten free one because I can't be eating that gluten. You know how that rolls. Plus, over 55 weekly add-ons. You have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Um, we had some delivered to our doorsteps. And, man, it's just so easy, and it's great. And it, the food is yep. good, too. It, it, it's like not just like some, some packaged food. It's like legit fresh, and you just pop it in the oven or the microwave. Yeah, I, I mean, I dug it. You know, I like to cook. And honestly, like you said, it wasn't, it's not like regular, just prepackaged like slop. It was actually good food. It felt, it felt like I was just eating leftovers. Like it was just like when I make, when I make food <laughs> the next day, when I eat it, when I heat, reheat the food, like it tasted like that. And that's, that's, that's impressive to do that with a, with a packaged meal. So, yeah, I see a lot of um, coworkers here bringing it for lunch. You bring it for dinner. So it's, it works in any type of meal form. Uh, so head over to ha- uh, factormeals.com slash boxing 50. It's a great deal right here. Use code BOXING50. Get 50% off. That's code BOXING50 at factormeals.com slash boxing. 50% off Factor Meals. I, I love that. So we're, we're we're bringing you some healthy, nutritious food here and Inside Boxing Live. We keep everybody fed around here. Speaking of food, will Callum Smith be food for Arthur Betterbeev this week? Uh, Live dog. Listen, that's 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 food that bites back. So that's uh you know Callum Smith, especially you know what he's been doing at light heavyweight these last two fights. He's knocking guys out violently. Uh, one with a right hand, one with a left hand. Um, you know uh, the first one Castillo. Man, I, I, that was scary. Was it? Dude, twitching, leg twitching. That guy's tough as hell. He gave Marcus Brown hell, and he got knocked out by Smith in two rounds or whatever it is, and like scary, scary knockout. And then the uh, the fight with the Frenchman after that, that left hook, that beautiful killer catch and shoot left hook that he does, right. that thing is nasty. So you know the guy is legitimately a, a knockout puncher with both hands. Yeah, Callum Smith is coming into this fight with some momentum. Uh, hasn't fought in quite a while. Neither is Arthur Betterbeev. That is the big fight this weekend uh, over in Quebec, Montreal. Uh, Arthur Betterbeev versus Callum Smith. Betterbeev, nineteen and 19 stoppages. He's one of the most terrorizing fighters in the game today. Uh, an accomplished opponent, maybe the most accomplished opponent that Betterbeev has ever been in the ring with, because Callum Smith, you know, had that run at 168, um, won the World Boxing Super Series, obviously lost to Canelo and 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 didn't really put up much of a fight there. But this is a a, a fun fight, uh, and there are a lot of storylines heading into. It. We'll start with uh, Betterbeev. 
Uh, obviously, we know that what this guy's capable of. 100% knockout rate. One of the most fearsome guys in all the sport. But, you know, is he slowing down? He is close to 40 years old. Uh, it's his first fight in 350 days. He had two fights in 2022. And he had just one in 2023. This fight was supposed to be in August. It got pushed back because of some type of jaw surgery. Not only that, Chris, the hard numbers. He's getting hit with close to 40% of his power shots over the last two fights. Yet... He still always finds a way to win. He's a big favorite in this fight. Are we seeing signs of, of slippage from Arthur Betterbeef? I think all the people talking about the slippage are basing it on his last fight against Anthony Yard. And I look at that as a disservice to Yard. I think Yard's good. Yard is explosive. He's very fast. He's very athletic. And listen, he, he's going to hit you. He hit Kovalev a lot. He, he, I mean, Kovalev, obviously, he's a little bit older Kovalev. Kovalev, Kovalev had to pull that one out of the fire. Um, Anthony Yard's a good fighter, man. So I, I don't think you can you can blame uh, aging or slippage on on that performance against Yard because he did what he needed to do anyway. He got him out in eight rounds. It wasn't like it, it was a close fight that ended in a decision. Like he still knocked him out. He still did what he did. Um, but he had to take some flack on the way in, which I think is actually uh, uh, honestly is is it shows a positive for Better Be that he's able to take big punches from a guy like that because he's been down before. And Yard is a real puncher and he's explosive and he hits you with shots you don't see. And he took them well. He got hit with some big shots, walked the room, got the guy out of there. So I don't know. I I mean, I look at the number 38. That's a tough number right. to not think about slippage. I don't think he slipped yet. But at 38, he could get old overnight. Right. And he hasn't been in the ring in, in quite a long time. Um, yeah. He he does get hit. Um, you see that with those numbers. And you can see it with your eyes in some of these fights. <laughs> he's also a very uh, – he's a slow starter. Um, so that can play a, a role in this if, if Callum can come out – and kind of jump on him. We'll get to Calum Smith in, in, in a second. But, <clears throat> you know, Better Beef has found success against these taller, rangier opponents. He, he's like 5'10". Joe Smith, Vosdick. Yeah. Right. He's 5'10", Better Beef. So he's constantly in these fights at light heavyweight. He's at a disadvantage reach and height. Um, we pulled up some numbers here against these taller, rangier opponents. Hot Rod, uh, Kalajic, uh, mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Alexander Vodzik, Marcus Brown, even uh, Yard was... Standing at six foot and was taller than than Betterbeev, but uh, Betterbeev has he outworked all those opponents in those fights, and um, he had success um, by boxing and moving and eventually breaking them down. So this won't be anything he hasn't seen before. Calum Smith standing at six two with a seventy five plus inch reach advantage, a wingspan, I should say. I, no, I think Smith is sixty is six three actually. Right. He's he's a big boy, man, and. Uh, this that that's another you know there so when you look at the tail of the tape I was looking at this yesterday um, there's there's three things that really stand out and one is you know 19 0 19 KO so he's got all those knockouts um, next is that uh, he's 38 I mean I mentioned that already but then also uh, Smith is six foot three with a 78 inch reach that's a big dude and he can punch so that middle distance is going to be really really important for for better BF to cross that without taking any damage or taking too much damage from Smith on the way in. Like you said, he does get hit. And when you got a guy like Smith, I compare their to powers, right? They're both, they're both have big knockout power. Um, Smith is a one punch guy, puts you to sleep. Better be a beats you up, yeah, beats you breaks down. your will, breaks your bones, breaks your ribs, smashes your nose, makes you bleed, beats you up, gets you to quit kind of power. So two different kinds of power, which is another reason this is such an interesting fight. I actually like this fight. But I mean, I'm, I was mad when this fight was announced because it wasn't Bivol, mm -hmm. right? And and also it's a very dangerous fight. Um, but this is probably going to be a lot better of a fight in terms of action than the Bivol better be a fight. Right. That's if Smith comes out and and 
he's very much jab heavy. He's one of the, he's extremely jab heavy. He has one of the highest ratios of uh, jabs to power shots. So, um, that's his best chance to win. But yeah, just going back to some of his opponents, better uh, better be of you know the yard fight took a lot out of him, and that was in 2023. Before that, you go to the Joe Smith fight, and that was what two rounds, and Joe yeah, had the worst, a really bad game plan, and, and was out of there. The Marcus Brown fight was the one where he had the giant cut down the middle of his yeah. head, and then once he saw the blood. And, he, that was the probably the scariest performance I have seen from Brown. Um, excuse me, from didn't, didn't deter him at all. It actually in it got him like more motivated, and it got him yep. to. I think he upped his punch volume, and, and once he saw the blood, to like eighty punches around, and he got Brown out of there because Brown was like having success early on. Well, so Brown's it was really good, I th- physical, strong, good boxer, and better be a. That was a really impressive performance. Yeah, and then in the yard fight too, I think yard was actually up on two of the three cards, or maybe all three of the cards. Um, so like there are moments for where better better be is vulnerable a little bit, you know, getting up there in age and and just the the way that he fights. I'm interested to see if Smith can get in there, and I don't know what his game plan is going to be because I have some numbers here that are crazy when it, in terms of. Um, his jabs, 61% of his offensive output are jabs. That's the third highest wow. ratio in boxing. Uh, Anthony Joshua sits at the top of that. 46% of his landed punches are jabs. That's fourth highest ratio. Um, he's going to jab, jab, jab. He's longer. But can he win a fight? Can that last? Because better be, a, like we just said, we'll, we'll find you at some point. He'll break. He'll get through that jab. He'll get on the inside, and then, then he does what he does. 19 knockouts and 19 fights. Can Calum Smith keep Better be have away with that with that really lethal jab. No. <laughs> simple simple answer. Well, no. Then, the, then better be gonna win. No, well, the, not necessarily because I I think Callum Smith can knock better be out, and because we've seen better be down against lesser opponents. Callum Johnson put him down with a left hook early though, right? It, it was early. No, I'm saying so, like if Callum Smith knocks out better be I think it's gonna happen oh, yeah. early. I think I think if if Callum Smith wins, it's before five. Mm-hmm. I think it, once we cross over that fifth round. Is is better be a ter- territory after right. that? He gets he just Callum warms Smith, up. Yep, Callum Smith's got to he's got to he's got to catch and 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 surprise better PF early with the power. And that's actually what um, there was an interview with uh, Buddy McGirt, and he was saying that he's like, we got to get his respect early. We got to hit him with something big early. We got to hurt him. Um, otherwise, he just walks you down and beats you up. And he's absolutely right. So I think early on it's going to be very tentative, um, and that's where Callum Smith's best chance of winning is. But after that, like you said, the volume punching, the heavy handedness, the seek and destroy, the the, the cold lethal mentality that Better BF has, I think after five, it's really gonna it's really gonna be uh, a Better BF fight. You ever talk, um, do an interview with him or watch an interview? Yes. He's completely not like his like persona in the ring. No, He's like super nice guy, jokester, spoken. Yeah, sm- super, yeah, very soft. Smiles a lot. Yeah, I mean, but he turns it on inside the ring. It's interesting because everyone thinks He's of a him. Yeah, everyone thinks of him as this guy that's like, you know, he doesn't even speak English and he doesn't like, he, he's not, you don't even think of him as human, but he very much is uh, watching some of these, uh, you know, supplemental, uh, what's it called, programming on ESPN. Scary dude. Very scary dude. I interviewed him uh, from fighter meetings when he fought Vosdick, the nail, and I had Vosdick winning that fight going into that meeting. As soon as that meeting ended, <laughs> I go, nope, 12 rounds is a long time to spend with, with that with that thing. There's no way that Vosdick makes it for 12 I can't rounds. I believe that's been, that's been like eight, not eight, four or five years like ago. Six, six years ago. I was going to say, is that like, is that his best win right now? Because Vodzik uh, was highly rated heading into that fight. And I don't think Vodzik, obviously, he, he stepped away from the sport after that fight and then he's now come back. 
No, that that's definitely his best win. Um, maybe not his best performance. Um, in terms of you know, name, he, he was having trouble. But in terms of the, the 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 level of of opponent, yeah, that would be the that would be the best. I mean, I think one of his best performances is Joe Smith to be able to dispatch Joe Shoot. that way. That's that's scary. Joe Joe is a big dude with a great chin who's been in with tip top guys, and to get him out of there that way and that destructively, he hurt Joe bad. And I, I, I would say that's probably his best performance to date. And Joe hasn't. Uh, he did fight. Um, no, yeah, he fought. Uh, he fought Zerto. Yeah, after that. Yeah, but uh, he's very very scary man. Calum Smith at 175 has those two big knockouts, um, kind of washed away or what that the Canelo fight. Canelo fight oh, was Canelo a bad moment. Hard to get over. Bad moment. Hard for to him. get over, man. Bad moment. Um, didn't land much. Kind of gave up in there. Canelo uh, hammering away on his bicep, and and I think a lot of people were like, "This is the guy that won the World Boxing mm-hmm. Super Series. This is the guy that was running through the 168 pound division, and he got he no showed." So I think he has rehabilitated his image and his career pretty well at 175 with these two scary knockouts, albeit. Um, they're not household names, but like you said, some of these guys are, are really tough in there. So he has that going for him. That's what makes this fight intriguing to me is that, that Smith is like a legit 175-pounder now with power. And I know he hasn't fought in quite a while, has some momentum in terms of how he's winning these fights. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, but he hasn't been active either. And I think more so him than better be I think timing's going to matter. Yeah. Better Biev, because he's much more of a beat the drum, chop the tree down type of guy, um, the timing isn't going to matter quite as much. It might matter for his defense for sure, but Callum Smith, who's that one-punch guy who needs to land that perfect shot, uh, especially in this fight, I think that the time off is going to bother him more. Also, the lifestyle of Better Biev. I, I honestly, I think the time off is probably good for him. Even though he's an older guy, and that might sound crazy, um, he he was, you know, he he's the kind of guy who lives in the gym. I, uh, we had we interviewed John Scully on ProBox TV, and he was saying after he knocked out Joe Smith on Saturday night, on Monday he was in the gym at 6 a.m. and doing like hard conditioning workouts. So for a guy like him who's forced to take time off because of his jaw injury, um, I think it's actually a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. he might might have recouped him a little bit. And the fact that he is a devout Muslim, doesn't drink, is very disciplined. Um, I, I, the age is going to matter less. The time off is going to matter less. So it might be good for him, you know, in his body. I, I, that's that's just one way to look at it. Callum Smith did not fight in 2023 and has only Why? boxed. What was the reason for that? I, I think I think because of this position that he was in, like he had this position Ugh. and he sat on it and didn't. He just wanted that title shot and he bought. He did not fight in 2023 and has only boxed six rounds since the Canelo loss in 2020. That's insane. That's those, that's not that's not those are not good notes. So both guys are coming off of really long layoffs. Still a fun fight. Um, Vegas sees Better Beev as a big favorite, minus four fifty. Um, they like him for the knockout too, uh, minus two twenty. Calm Smith by knockout, plus seven hundred. I'm betting that dude. That that's right there is that's, that's a good enough line, and it's it is possible. I'm 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 betting that Smith. Knockouts seven plus seven hundred. Let's take a look at what they have in terms of round props. And uh, I'll throw a C note on that. C note Algeri. Um, Smith to win in rounds one through six plus eighteen hundred. Like you oh, said, oh, that's my that's my bet. <laughs> I'll throw a C note on that. So Smith to win in rounds one through six. That's crazy because this guy has power and like, wow, that's some interesting interesting uh, odds there. I gotta get on that. Yeah. 
That's 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 a that's worth a shot. And Parlay blew up last week, uh, and I didn't even care because I picked uh, O'Hara Davies to win in round seven oh, through twelve. You were so happy about old old man Barocho. Yeah, I didn't even didn't even first time that I did not even care about my Parlay. You were like, take my money, I don't care. Yeah, I picked uh, <laughs> Virgil Virgil one through six and uh, Davies uh, seven through twelve, and I did not care at all. Uh, so that's the big fight this weekend. I'm going with uh, obviously I, I'm going to throw some money on on Callum Smith, but I think better be have. It's hard to bet against the guy who's 19 though with 19 knockouts. Until I see real slippage, I will pick better BF. Yeah, I got better BF stoppage late. But again, I'm throwing 100 bucks on <laughs> first, first six for Cal, for Calum Smith. There you go, everybody. There, There's the play. Um, we won't talk about the B-Vol fight until the next show. Until we see if better Fair. BF can get through um, this one. But that's lingering but I mean, honestly, I think the, the winner either way gets Bivol, right? Yeah. I would, uh, Calum Smith, Bivol makes sense. Bivol has doesn't have any opponents, man. I mean, it's it's they signed him to that that two fight deal in Saudi for the second fight being Better BF. So if Better BF wins, I think we get the Bivol fight. I don't even care if the WBC doesn't want to sanction it because of their ridiculous rule against the anti Russian so, fighters. So I don't think that fight that so fight doesn't need a belt because both of, nope. both guys have been champs since 2017. Like we know who the two best fighters are lightweight. It's Dimitri Bivol and it's and it's uh, Better BF. So hopefully. Well, we'll see who. I don't. It doesn't really matter who wins, but if if Better Bev comes through, he will fight Bivol in Saudi Arabia, and that's just one more reason uh, to watch. Some news. Uh, we get into the news portion of the show. Uh, Mike Coppinger of ESPN reports: Niowa Inouye versus Luis Neary is reportedly set for May. Uh, I like it. Love, really fun fight. Neary can really punch. Obviously, Inouye is uh, all-time great status. Uh, he's coming off that win over Topalis. He is now the undisputed champion. He'll be defending all the belts, which I love. Uh, defend those belts. Big fight. Neary is a guy that's reeled off four straight wins uh, since that on, his only loss to Brandon Figueroa in 2021. Ridiculous side note. That is the most boxing thing ever. Um, Neary is technically banned from fighting in Japan. Because of a uh, drug, uh, he tested positive for, where's the drug? Uh, Zilpatrol? Are you familiar with that, Chris? I am not. How do you spell that? Z-I-L-P-A-T-E-R-O-L. No. He, uh, yeah, he was suspended and banned. But the officials involved. Lifetime ban? Lifetime ban. They don't mess around. Only in Japan. Like, they don't mess. He beat one of Japan's longtime champions. Um I'm going to mess this name up. Shinuke Yama, Yamanaka. And they found out that he was on PEDs. Japan says, you're banned. But, rest assured, you will be allowed to fight in this in this fight. Um, Money makes the world go around, baby. Well, and you're Naiwa Inouye, and you're the biggest star in Japan right now outside of Shohei Otani. Um, you can do that. you know. You, so, I love this fight. I love this fight a lot. Um, I, I, I think Inouye would be a big favorite. But it's just like Inouye taking on all comers. Taking on any who's next? Uh, Luis Neri, you were once uh, one of the top guys at this weight class. Work yourself back up there. That crazy A fight. All right, step in. Let's and, see what yeah, you got. I was going to and was in fight of the year last year. I I, I love this fight. I mean, do I do I give Neri a chance? No, but it's I still like the fight. I think it's uh I, I think it's a great matchup. I think that Neri's a fun fighter to watch. He's in fight. He's in good fights and he'll fight. He's not going to sit there and think it out. Like he's going to go there and, and, and try. You know, he's been knocked out before in the in the, the Figueroa fight, and that was a body, body shot, shots. I believe, right? Yeah. yeah, 
which is disconcerting when you think about <laughs> Naya Inoue, who's a fantastic body puncher. Um, so Neri, I hope you're doing you're at home doing your crunches already because <laughs> yeah, you got some liver sandwiches coming your way. Um, but I, I like this fight. This is this is a good announcement. This is a this is a good fight. And any anytime Inoue fights, it's going to be a big deal now. Um, and I this is a good matchup. It's kind of gotten Inoue's kind of gotten into that Canelo status where it's like yes. he's booking his fights like months in advance. Like he seems like he well, fights he's, May he's and December. May and December, and he's going to do it in Japan. I know some some fans are upset, like, hey, let's get this guy back in Vegas. But you take a look at the money that he generates in Japan and the money that he generates for his opponents. No Stephen need Fulton. to come anywhere from – no need to change anything. Stay where you're at. Every, have everybody come to you. You have – he has – I said this on a, a past show. He's got his own orbit. Yeah. These guys are going to come get, come to Japan and get paid. I, it's good for everybody. It's good for them, too. Neary's probably going to make a career-high payday going over there. Definitely. I would assume. 100%. Yeah. So – why not? Just yeah, bring them all over there. Still work. The U.S. market will still tune in. Um, you know, it's got become appointment television. It's come a little bit of a tradition. Wake up. Dorks like us don't mind waking up at five thirty in the morning. Six in the morning, it. watching my robe, watching the way destroy someone, and then go back to bed uh, and maybe do a show after. Uh, the thing with Neri that makes this intriguing is like we saw this in the Tapalis fight. He and we saw it in the not so much in the Fulton fight, but definitely in the Tapalis fight. Like in a way, was getting hit. He was getting hit a lot, and Tapalis not known South, for South having too. not known for having you know big time game changing power. The thing with with Lewis Neary is he got eighty percent knockout rate. He has the thing he's he's got heavy hands. That's his calling card. So yeah. things could be interesting early in this. I mean, he fight. could box too, but Dan Tapalis not known for boxing either, and he was jabbing the hell out of uh, in a way. He was landing a lot of jabs in those middle rounds. Yeah, in a way, said it, it it wasn't his best performance, wasn't his best camp. I think you know the three fights in the span of one calendar year, one being a huge fun in Fulton. Yeah. Not that he was making excuses. He was just saying straight up, like, I, this was not a great performance for me, and it wasn't a great camp. So we'll see how he does with some extended time off, comes back in May, fights Luis Neary. I kind of like him staying yeah. at, at 122 and just kind of – there's some good names out there, like Sam Goodman, Australian fighter that's making uh, some waves. Uh, Luis Neary, very good name. Uh, I'm missing one of them. Uh, MJ Akhmedaliev, if he wants to get no, back into the I like that fight too. That's a, I, think that's a, I think that's probably next, as long as Akhmedaliev doesn't lose in the way, which he looked great his last fight. Um, that fight makes a lot of sense. He's the one that Tapales beat, who, that Tapales upset. Right. But uh, Akhmedaliev was coming off of a really bad hand injury, and that was his first fight coming back off of that. So um, that's you got to keep that in mind as well. But I like that fight. I think that fight after this one, as long as – in a way, which I do believe he will get past Neary, the uh, Akhmedali makes a ton of sense. Yeah, so we're starting to see, um, in a way, kind of settle into one weight class. Everyone's got him going to featherweight, fighting Toronto Davis. Toronto Davis shot that down fast, said, I respect the guy, but come on, he's three or four different yeah. weight classes away. So I like, in a way, settling in and like taking over one division and then, then look at 126 in maybe a year. I'd months. love to Figueroa, in a way, fight eventually. I think Figueroa is another guy who's a lot of fun to watch. Throws a ton of punches. He's a good fighter. He's got power. He's got chin. He's got balls. I think that's a good fight. Line him up. Line him up. I want to see Inouye fight everyone. Um, I want to see Inouye fight Godzilla. I, lo I, I love that next. guy so much. I, think, I, I want think him that's next. <laughs> if, if, he run, if, if he goes to 126 and wipes that out, Godzilla's next. He's a freaking beast, man. All right, let's go over our final topic of the show today. Um, we talked about this a little bit on uh Last episode, Errol Spence sidling with the cataract uh, surgery. It says at least eight weeks. So eight weeks gets you almost into April. Um, and now, obviously, the Terrence Crawford rematch was floated out there, contractually obligated for that. 
And it got me thinking about Terrence Crawford, man. I mean, this is the pound for pound number one fighter in the world. Um, this well, is eight weeks guy. turns into sixteen weeks because he's going to have a training camp after that. Uh, exactly. So now, what are we looking at? So I, I, you can almost take Spence out of the equation here. Yes. Um, he hasn't come out and said that. PBC hasn't come out and said that. But you know, let's just play a little hypothetical game here. Errol Spence is out of the equation. Terence Crawford suddenly the best pound for pound yeah. fighter in the world doesn't have a logical opponent. Nope. Who is it? I'm 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 writing out the names. I'm you know, Jerron Ennis at 147. Suddenly looks like a fun fight. Yeah. Jamel Charlo at 154. Jamel Charlo just fought at 168. He's facing all sorts of out-of-the-ring issues. Who knows with that guy? Tim Zhu would be a fun fight. That's at a whole different weight class. I don't think we see that one. I've, I, I've liked that one uh, You know, a month ago. I, I'm feeling like that's not going to happen now. And then there's the Canelo fight, which I had last. Yeah, the Canelo makes more sense. Actually, well, the Canelo right I'm just one way to look at it because I feel like that just lost all momentum. Like in the summer, that was the hot fight we were talking about. And then like we kind of realized like as we got further away from it, like this doesn't seem too realistic. But no, like but Terrence Crawford, like are you staying at 147? You already got one belt taken away. Um, at 147, the fight is Jerron Ennis. At 154, I guess it's Zoo, and then there's the Canelo fight out there. So I really don't know what's next for Terrence Crawford, where he's in this big fight portion of his career. Crawford's flat out said Ennis isn't the fight, and I I tend to agree with him. Will he change his not, mind though? It's not, it's not a big fight, but it's, he's not going to get that money the way that he's he's looking for. He's he's in the twilight of his career. He's looking for the massive major payday. But he should That's get 20 million to fight Ennis just because of his name alone. Just being Terrence Crawford. He won't. Take all the money from Ennis. Ennis will say, yeah, I'll take short money to fight for a chance at Crawford. Crawford takes 70% of the pie. Well, Ennis, they're talking about him going to match room, which is going to make that fight really off the table. So, I great. Don't, I, yeah, I don't, you know, what? I said great. Not more yeah. divide. Uh, yeah, I don't know Ennis's deal. Like, he's not really signed with PBC. Like, he, he had, uh, I forget his manager. I think his manager actually just passed away, Cameron Duncan. Um, I don't know Ennis's deal his, in, in terms of contractually where he's obligated to, but that's the that's the best fight right now in terms of guys that are around at 147 where Crawford last fought. Obviously, if you want to throw in like that Ennis took his IBF belt, it can get back to being undisputed again, uh, Terrence Crawford. But the Charlo fight is a mystery. The Zoo fight is intriguing, but that now we're getting into the Does anybody care about the Charlo fight anymore? No, because of how no, Charlo came out and fought Canelo. Yeah. When Crawford, remember when Crawford pointed at Charlo in the ring while yeah. he was putting a beat down on Spence and said, you're next? Yeah. yeah. Hot. Couldn't get any hotter than that. And I was like, yeah. wow. Crawford is going to go from Spence right to Jamel Charlo, right to the Hall of Fame. Boom. And now, you know, then we get the Charlo all out of nowhere fighting Canelo. And that really messed everything up. You know, it'd be crazy if both... Uh, Crawford and Spence retire this year and don't fight anymore because I could see it. I don't think Spence is going to fight anymore, honestly. I, I, multiple oh, eye injuries. Injuries, yeah. dude, eyes are eyes are hard to fix. As, as, as technologically advanced as we've gotten, 20 years ago, a torn retina was the end of your career. You're never the same after. And yeah. even now, Abner Morris came back after a retina surgery, was not great. No, Sugar I, Ray Leonard came back after eye surgery, was not great. Um, you know, Spence now has had, he's on a second surgery for, for an eye issue. I mean, especially after the beating he took, we might right. not see him again. Don't want to write you know, him and, off, but it's I, it's hard to disagree. 
it's not writing off. It's 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 being realistic, mm -hmm. and I, it would be a shame not to see him fight again. But also, his health and his eyesight matters. Right. He's um, talking about how much money he's made. Like he's he's he was on he was online the other day. He was yeah. firing back at people, and uh, he was like, "Well, I don't have to fight again if I don't want to. My kids are in private school. I got a wife. I got a ranch. I got a horse. Yeah, I, I think this. someone called him a one trick pony. He's like, "All right, well, that one trick got me all this." So that's kind of a messed up, up. statement. But, but that's Twitter for you. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think he's set, like, obviously financially, and, and I don't know. I don't know what to think of Spence, but you have to put a question mark next to him after But also, I guess he's Crawford retiring, too. If he can't make a big fight happen, we ju I, I just got to interview John Scully, you know, on, on, again, on ProBox TV, and he was talking about, you know, his retirement. We asked him about his career, and he said, listen, my last fight was one of the best fights of my career. I was super, I was super dialed in. He was like, and then I was trying to get another fight. They kept falling through. They kept falling through. And then I just said, screw it. You know, I'm just going to go be a coach. <laughs> and, he, and he didn't, no offense to him. He didn't come close to the type of money that these guys were bringing in. No, that's another thing. Like he, he had to work. He had to go and like get a job. And, and, but it didn't seem like, <clears throat> it didn't seem like he was like, oh, I have to go coach now. That's why I need to retire. It's more like, man, this isn't, isn't working out. Like I'm yeah. not going to sit around and just go to camp after camp and not have a fight. Happen, that would be so. a shame. I, I want to see um, Crawford fight. Three or four, more, three more times at least. I mean, next up at in the 147. Next up at WBA is Amanda Stanionis, WBC like Cody Crowley. Where's he been? What's what's going on with him? He was supposed to fight Virgil, and then Virgil. Got I don't want to know that. Like, but, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Back. Why is Stanionis not? No idea. What's and, going on with him? Virgil was the one who had the health issues. Well, what's going on with Stanionis is that he signed with PBC, and they haven't announced their. Oh, okay. They have nothing on the schedule yet. Uh, Cody Crawley also signed with PBC. He's the, he's next up at WBC at 147, and there's Giovanni, former sparring partner of mine. Speaking about me, Guy, yeah, yeah like, you guys are kind of like the same cut out of the same cloth, you and him. I had Cody in camp with uh, for me for Pacquiao. I had him. I had Sean Zapata. I had Mike Lefty Brooks, Sab Judah. Mike Lefty had, Brooks. Shout out Mike Lefty yeah. Brooks. Big fan of ours. Mike's that's my dude. That's See him on dude. Instagram um, all the time. Um, and then okay. Giovanni Santolin, who had that upset, Santillon, yeah, had that big upset um, over who was that over? Uh, Rocha. Yes. Rocha. Thank you, Chris, for saving me there. Um, yeah, so that's what's going on. Well, should we mention this? Tiafimo Lopez? Yeah, why not? Tiafimo Lopez calls out Terrence Crawford at 147 pounds. We're looking for an opponent for Terrence Crawford. Tiafimo's no, uh, he, he'll, he'll call out anyone. He's, Theo's he's, a friend of the show. Why not talk about him? Tiafimo's know? always down for a challenge. He says, I want the guy at 147. He says, Listen, he actually made some good points. If you're going to read them off. Yeah. yeah. I'm not here to play games. I want to fight the best. The fighters Crawford fought were handicapped. Spence just announced his eye. Benavidez had a shot leg. <laughs> Literally, someone shot him in the leg. Literally, he had a bullet in his leg. <laughs> Kel Brook was injured too with his eye. Every fighter Crawford has faced at 147 pounds has been injured. I'm healthy. Fight the best fighter at the healthier weight. Let's do it. Tiofimo Lopez, Terrence Crawford. The thing about Tio is he likes to throw himself in hot water, and he always excels when he does. That's it. when he when he feels like he wants to tip top. He doesn't want to fight anything below the top because he just doesn't perform as well. He needs to be he needs to be like backed against the wall. We saw it in the Taylor fight. We saw it in the Lomachenko fight, and we and and and, and vice versa. We saw it in the Sandra Martin fight. We saw it. In the Cambosis fight, when he doesn't feel challenged, he doesn't perform at his best. So he's going for the biggest dog around. I, I, I get it. I respect it. Do you think, Ter um, do you think Terrence Crawford versus Tifimo Lopez is more realistic than Crawford Canelo? No. No, I think Crawford Canelo is realistic. I think that 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 fight that could happen. 
I guess because they're both with PBC, technically, that makes it way and easier. There's just so much money to make there. I'm dude. talking about the weight in terms of like Tiafimo's at 140. He can, he can. It's real a lot easier for him to go to 147. <laughs> Crawford has fought his last uh, 10 or so fights, eight or nine fights at 147. With the Canelo one, we're talking like we're jumping 20 pounds. Uh, yeah, but honestly, Crawford going up, I think in terms of body size and structure, mm. is probably more possible than Tio. Tio is not big for 40. Him going to 40. I don't I don't see Tio being a 47-pounder ever. It seems like what they he, want to do now, like uh, Haney. But dude, he it's weighs, like a race to 147. Like, he weighs in a 38. He yeah. weighs in like 38 and a half for these 40 fights. He, he's he's not tall. He's 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 always in shape. It's not like he, he's been putting on any kind of weight, really. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I think he'd make 35 still. That's so, just Tio Fimo with a mic in front of his face, doing a bunch of interviews, making noise. He even said the retirement was a publicity stunt. Like, no shit. Yes, we knew that. And he goes, I know how to rile up you media guys. And then he call, goes and calls out uh, Terrence Crawford. The Tiafimo show rolls on next month. He's fighting Jameen Ortiz. All right, everybody. That is oh, our fight, show. Man. Good fight. Yeah. I like that fight. Schedule's heating up, man. Schedule's heating up. January, he's like, get through January. Uh, and then February kicks off. And by the time you know it, we got Fury Nusik stepping in the ring. I feel like that fight hasn't got any publicity at all. I think it will ramp up, though. Um, it will. It will. Good, good show. Uh, let's watch some fights this weekend. Better BF should win. Cal Smith, live dog. Especially like him to uh, in those early rounds, one through six, plus 18. Hundo. C-note, Chris Algieri. See, if Chris wins, drinks on Chris when he comes to New York next week. Uh, For the entire office. Entire, the wow. Office. Wow. If I, yeah, if, if, if I win, if I win on that, I love that. Okay. That makes it even you know more enticing to watch this weekend. As always, everybody, keep your hands up at all times. Protect yourselves at all times and stay out of those DMs. Good night. <laughs>